the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio Podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It is a couple minutes after 4. Listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. What a beautiful day. Some sun and clouds. The guy on the radio this morning said a high of 61, but my car, whatever, thermostat said it was 66 at one point. That guy in the morning doesn't know what he's talking about. That was me. Just so you know. Not dogging somebody else. Low of 48 with clouds tonight. Maybe a shower or two. And then tomorrow, cloudy, a few showers likely, but still on the warm side. Hi, once again, pushing 60. Flyers beat the Rangers 5-3 yesterday. And in what I think is a good sign, five different Flyers scoring. Travis connecting with his 23rd. Sean Couturier is 21st among those who dented the twine, as hockey folks sometimes say. I don't say that, but some of them do. They're at Washington Wednesday at 7. They've been playing really well lately. Sixers lost to the Clippers, 136-130. Shake Milton. Gotta love that name. Shake Milton. 39 points in the loss. Tobias Harris, 25. They're at the Lakers tomorrow night. And the Phils lost to Baltimore in spring training action yesterday, 3-2. They, uh, they do play again tonight, continuing the spring training thing, taking on Atlanta at 6.05. Very glad you are listening in today. Uh, today, one of the things I'd like to do is um, kind of give you an idea of what's going on around here. Because I have a hard time knowing what's going on around here. And if I do, then you probably do the same. Uh, in the sense that, uh, I mean that in a good way, there's just a lot of good things happening. And so uh, I want to take some time to unpack over the course of the hour some of the stuff that's happening uh, around here. And I'll give you an example. Um, we just wrapped up the month of February, right? Now we're into the month of March. And so every month we have a feature called the Ministry of the Month. And in February, that ministry was Family Life, which is at 9 o'clock each weekday morning, Dave and Ann Wilson as well as uh, Bob Lapine, who's a co-host. And uh, every day, weekday, I should say, in February, we were making winners of prizes in conjunction with Family Life. So I thought I would just do a quick uh, shout-out for a few folks who won. Marissa in Philadelphia, Miguel in Philadelphia, Donald in Chalfont, Rebecca Mount Laurel, New Jersey, Catherine in Richland, New Jersey, Charlotte in Levittown, Grace in National Park, Judy in Morrisville, Alan in Brooklyn, New York, Sergey in Collegeville, Judy and Taylor and Linda in Lansdale. Love the alliteration. Uh, several other winners include Joanna in Wilmington, Delaware, Sharon in Norristown, Elvira in Philly, Diane in Clarksburg, New Jersey, Rodney in Voorhees, Pamela in Philly, and Richard in Philly. Those are all folks who had their names drawn, and that's because they took time to actually enter. And I encourage you to do the same thing. Uh, and Ava and New Hope winning a grand prize in conjunction with that. So it's something we do every month. We enjoy featuring a different ministry. And of course, there are more than a dozen on the radio station, so we can't do 
every ministry every year, but we do try to cycle through and give you a chance to get to know them a bit better. One of the ways we also do that, if we can, is to have a, a given ministry leader or someone from the organization on with us, a chance to get to know uh, them a bit better. And in this case, we kind of fell in between things because we have had Dave and Ann Wilson and Bob Lapine on the program, but it wasn't necessarily directly in conjunction with the Ministry of the Month feature that just ended. Uh, we had them on just a few months ago, heading into a Weekend to Remember Marriage Conference. Thought it would give you an idea of what those uh, folks sound like. They shared their testimonies. They're very down-to-earth. I highly encourage you to check out the podcast of that at WFIL.com. Um, they're all on our homepage, very helpful info there, and you can, you know, they're all free, so enjoy that. Uh, but Dave and Ann Wilson, I'm going to play this clip for you, and just take your time listening in. This will give you some insight into the, the Ministry of the Month that we just wrapped up. Uh, Dave and Ann Wilson, Bob Lapine from Family Life. It would help if I push the right button, which is, I don't know where. Oh, there it is, right here. Here we go. Dave and Ann Wilson and Bob Lapine from Family Life. <laughs> I grew up. Uh, in a church-going family, uh, but I don't remember hearing the gospel in the churches we went to when I was growing up. I was more attracted to the choir. I liked to sing in the choir, and they, so we kind of went to churches that had good choirs. Uh, but it wasn't until I was in high school when I started going to Young Life, that's where I first heard the gospel and was drawn to that uh, and got involved in Young Life both in high school and in college it wasn't until my junior year in college, though, I'd been going to a Bible study, and I was dating Mary Ann, and if you'd have asked me at that point, are you a Christian, I'd have said yes. But one night after Bible study, a guy said, could we get together this week? I'd like to, I'd like to ask you some questions. And I thought, I wonder what he needs for me to explain to him from the Bible, <laughs> which just shows a little of the arrogance that I had at that point. But he sat me down, and he said, I don't think you get it. And it was pretty bold of him to do this, but he took me to Romans 3, and he said, look look at what it says here. There's none righteous, no, not one. Nobody seeks after God. He said, this is describing you. And he was really taking me in to recognize that I had kind of thought my sin was, yeah, yeah I got a few bad habits. I'm a mostly good person with some bad things that I've done that I guess Jesus needed to die for. Now, all of a sudden, he shows me, no, you're, you're ultimately in rebellion against God. You, you don't love God. And... And I walked out of that meeting with him, and it was like God was saying, I finally got your attention, don't I? And that was the turning point in my life spiritually. And I keep coming back to that because I think there are a lot of people today who have a, a minimal understanding of sin. And I'm afraid that some of those people then don't have a full understanding of the gospel uh, because that's the state I was in for a number of years. So that's, that's the turning point in my life spiritually, and that was my junior year in college. Well, there must be something about the junior year in college, uh, because that's when I gave my life to Christ. I grew up in a broken home. Uh, Mom and Dad divorced when I was seven. My little brother died the same year. I was seven. He was five and a half of leukemia, and I sort of ran away from God. I uh, uh, didn't think he was a good God and, you know, struggled with my parents' breakup, and so I tried to find life and all kinds of different things, and I ended up uh, going to college, playing uh, college football on a scholarship, and I'll never forget, I was invited to hear Archie Griffin, the two-time Heisman Trophy winner from Ohio State, came to our campus and shared his testimony, and it was the first time that I can remember going, 
hmm, this is something I got to consider. It was probably because it was a college athlete that I respected. Yeah. And then a year later, my brother, uh, brother, shared the gospel with me, and I rejected it because I thought if I give my life to Christ, he's gonna make me a missionary and send me to somewhere like Detroit, <laughs> and uh, he couldn't have a good plan for my life. And sure enough, my whole life sort of fell apart. I blew out my knee in football. I caught my girlfriend with another guy, and I knew enough of the gospel to know, okay, I've tried it my way. This is not working. I am a sinner. I need a Savior. I got on my knees and surrendered my life to Christ after those tragedies in my life. And you won't believe this, but in that same prayer, I prayed to meet this girl who I knew was on fire for Jesus in our hometown, and I met her the next day, and she's sitting beside me now in the studio. <laughs> wow. Pretty miraculous way that God worked, but we started dating uh, about a month later and got married about nine months later. How about for you, Ann? When did, when did things become real for you? Well, um, I grew up in this great home um, with great parents who are still married. They're, they've been married 70 years. Wow. But we never went to church. Um, and so I had a rough beginning, even though I had a great family. And um, there was some abuse in my background, and I do remember thinking, why am I here? Because I felt very broken as even a five-year-old because of the, the sexual abuse that occurred. And um, at 12 years old, my sister and I were best friends. I'm, I was 12, and she was 19, and my mom had brought home this Bible, and we had never read the Bible. We never looked at a Bible, but it was the Good News Bible, and we could actually understand it. And so we slept in the same double bed, and I remember reading the Gospels for the first time. And I said to my sister, I don't get it. How do you get to heaven? Do we just have to be good? And she said, I have no idea. And so we both made a pact with one another that that we said, whoever discovers the answer to this question needs to tell the other one right away. Because we were hungry. We were both looking for purpose. Um, My sister had had sexual abuse as well. And so fast forward several years, I'm 16 years old, my sister's married, and she comes back into town. She was living out of town. She comes back into town and she says, Anne, I finally found the answer to our question that we are having, and I understand now how we get to heaven. And I looked at her and I said, you know, I'm not really into that God thing anymore. I'm kind of into guys now. <laughs> and wow. um And... Uh, I was training, I was in track season, and I was going to go run six miles that night. And she said, hey, can I come and run with you? And I thought, oh, no, (laughs) she's going to share this whole Jesus thing with me, and I'm not interested. And I thought, she'll never make six miles. You know, she'll she'll hit one and be done. And so she started running with me, and she shared the entire gospel that I had never heard. And I, for the first time, understood oh, it's not by doing good works that get us to heaven. It's by surrendering and repenting of our sins, receiving the Lord Jesus as our Savior. And it was a miracle. She ran six miles, talked the whole time, and I thought, oh, there must be a God if she did this. (laughs) That's hard to do, to to, to run and talk? Yes. No way. So we got home. I got on my knees and gave my life to Christ. And it's interesting You know, I didn't know very much. I started going to a church, but I didn't have really anyone to disciple me. But fast forward another couple years, I'm 18 years old, getting ready to go into my um, freshman year of college. 
and I'm working in a factory shooting screws into dishwasher doors. <laughs> and I remember praying to God on this assembly line, Lord, I feel like I'm playing the game where I'm living both lives. The, 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 I'm, I'm living this old life of an unbeliever, and yet I feel conviction, and I want to be all in for the first time. So I'm going to give you everything, everything. I'll go anywhere, do anything, be who you want me to be. I want to serve you the rest of my life. And at the end of that prayer, I said, and if you could bump me into Dave Wilson, I just feel like he's on fire for Jesus, and maybe he could help me grow. And so, Lord, help me run into him. And honestly, it was the very next day that I ran into him, to Dave, and he had prayed his prayer the same night that I had prayed mine. Isn't that something? That's Ann Wilson along with her husband Dave and Bob Lapine. You can catch them every weekday morning at 9 on WFIL with the program Family Life. They were our ministry of the month. Those are the folks behind you know, things in a lot of ways that you hear at 9 o'clock each weekday morning. And to give you a heads up, coming up in just a couple of weeks, we actually have a pretty cool contest involving Family Life. It's going to run for a few weeks. And uh, there'll be a free download, so anybody in that particular situation will be a winner, so to speak. And then there'll be actually a very large grand prize. I'm not going to tell you all that just yet, but you're going to see stuff on our website. I'm going to say in the next 10 days about that. Keep that going, WFIL.com, whenever you get a chance um, uh, to go there, because it's just good to keep up on what's happening. We're going to go to a quick break. We'll come back and get you some more insight into what's happening on WFIL, uh, there are really a lot of fun things happening. And we'll mix in some other. I actually got a, a letter uh, today that I want to share with you, too. Very special letter, and it kind of underscores a lot of what we talk about in this program. I'll get more into that in just a little bit. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. One uh, last thought just regarding the interview you just heard there. The date for that was November 6th, 2019. So if you want to hear the full podcast, of that conversation with Dave and Ann Wilson and Bob Lapine. They were on basically the whole hour. You can go there and get that absolutely free on WFIL.com. Back with more in just a moment. Thanks for hanging on today. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 418 on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. You can download the app free from WFIL.com. Slap it on your smartphone or tablet. Carry us with you wherever you go. We're good company. We really are. So in that little uh, break you just heard there, one of the things you heard had to do with Pastor Paul Shepard, who is uh, on a program we have on WFIL called Destined for Victory, and it's on a couple of times each day. It's 2.30 and 9.30. Uh, in the afternoon and evening on WFIL. And uh, one of the cool things that's happening on our website right now that actually went up today, uh, breaking news. If I was on TV, this would be breaking news. It's kind of funny. Everything's breaking news. But anyway, uh, it seems like when you're watching TV, gotta got to make everyone think stuff's always happening, something important's always happening. Um, but it's cool because coming up April 23rd, which is a Thursday, we have our 15th annual Pastors Appreciation Breakfast, and this is a time for us to love on the radio, uh, the radio station to love on the pastors in the area. It's completely free, and Pastor Paul Shepard is actually going to be kind of our keynote speaker. There are going to be a lot of other things there uh, that, that pastors can uh, enjoy besides the free meal, 
but just chance to meet other pastors, even just that, the chance to be encouraged and spend time with other pastors and realize you're not alone. You probably know that in your head if you're a pastor, just like the rest of us. Maybe you're not in the pulpit, but you know you're not alone, but sometimes you can really feel alone or you're the only one going through what you're going through. Uh, in any case, we are excited because registration for that just started today and it's free. So if you are a pastor and you're listening, please you know, go there and get your spot signed up so we can make sure to have room for you and know how much food to make. And secondly, if you're not a pastor, give your pastor a little nudge in the ribs or text or email or whatever it is and say, hey, they had this thing going. It's happening again Thursday, the 23rd of April, and it'll be you know primarily the good chunk of the, that morning. So details on our homepage. Registration just went up, I don't know, a couple hours ago, and we're excited about that. I want to give you an example of what you will hear the day of that pastor's appreciation breakfast. This is a little clip from a clip uh, from a, a chat with Pastor Paul I had last summer. Pastor Paul Shepherd on Tim DeMoss show right here. My, my dad was a faithful preacher of the gospel, and uh, at an early age, I came to to accept the Lord for myself because you know God has no grandkids; you got to know Him for yourself. And mm. uh, I did come to know the Lord as a youngster and uh, grew up uh, in the faith under my dad's tutelage. And then eventually, uh, after I sensed the call to um, ministry, to a teaching, preaching ministry, then he became my primary uh, mentor. And, of course, I did some schooling there, University of Pennsylvania, for college for uh, ministry prep. I I was at the Center for Urban Theological Studies there in Philly. So uh, all of the, um, the things that the Lord did to prepare me for the ministry I've been doing in California over these past uh, years, all of those roots are credited to Philly and, and the people there that God used. Denominationally, I'm part of the Church of God Reformation Movement that's headquartered in Anderson, Indiana. Uh, anybody who's familiar with the Gaithers, they are Church of God people. Anybody who's familiar with Sandy Patty, she's Church of God. And so I've been in that movement all of my life, and one of the Church of God congregations in the San Francisco Bay Area, Bay Area East Palo Alto, California. The call first came in 1988 saying, would you, uh, our pulpit is vacant, would you consider pastoring here? And I knew at that point that the Lord was about to send my, uh, send me out uh, into a senior pastorate. I had told my dad that I'm not, I'm not to be your successor. God's made that clear to me, so mm. I'm just waiting to hear where he wants me to go. And my dad said, well, just keep me posted. And so when these when this call came, I, I didn't really want to pastor an existing church. Frankly, what I wanted to do was pioneer a church, launch a church from scratch, because the vision I had was to reach unchurched people and not always to be quite tradition-bound. And having grown up as a PK and having grown up around church folk all my life, most of them don't really like change that much. So I figured, why go to an existing church and try to introduce a whole lot of change Hmm. Um, so I was just kind of hoping the Lord was going to send me to a, a part of the country where I would take a nine-to-five job and start a church, the, the usual church planning way, as a Bible study in my home. That was my plan, but it wasn't God's. He, he ended up uh, linking me with these people in East Palo Alto, and even when I shared the vision and the things that were in my heart to do, they had the, the best attitude. They said, look, we've been a, a small traditional church all of our existence, We'd love to see God do something new, so as long as you stick with the Word, we'll stick with you. That convinced us both that we should partner, and in 1989, I moved to 
Northern California, my wife and two kids at the time, they were five and three. Wow. And we, uh, we got started. So been out here in California since 1989 doing the work of the Lord. And that's where both broadcast ministries, the first was Enduring Truth and the, the current one uh, is Destined for Victory. And both were birthed uh, there as well. That's Pastor Paul Shepard. He is on with us. If you want to hear the whole interview we had with him, that was uh, the 18th of June, 2019. And uh, again, all our podcasts available right in our homepage at uh, WFIL.com. And uh, they're free. So help yourself. You can subscribe to the podcast as well and uh, have stuff become that much easier for you. And we're looking forward to so that. At that time, we actually had Pastor Paul on just because. Uh, when I got here a couple of years ago and the show was starting to be developed, one of the the goals was to help have pastors who have shows on this radio station on this show. So we could kind of unpack, let them share their testimony more, where their background is, that kind of thing. And Pastor Paul did that. We've had a lot of pastors and speakers. Not everybody's been able to come on yet. We have, we've had lines. I think everybody's officially been invited uh, at this point, and there are more that are in the works. So we're looking forward to that. Just one of the facets that having this hour together offers. Uh, and I'll tell you this, uh, the, the response from those ministry leaders has been very positive because it's a little different for them. Rather than speaking from up front and, and presenting, if you will, they get a chance to share more of the everyday stuff in their lives. Of course, they can do that in their sermons and their messages, and then they do, and they do a great job of it. But uh, we're looking forward to continuing that, and not just one time. Uh, honestly, life is relationship, right? And so it's good to uh, check in with people every now and again, and not just when they have a book out or an album out and, uh, and that sort of thing. So we, we really want to build that relationship with the folks who are pleased to be on the radio station, these pastors and ministries. And um, I would also, as a PS to that, encourage you, if you have not ever done that, uh, to give a call or send an email or something to the ministries that you hear on the radio station. Just say a quick note. Uh, we, I really appreciate having you on. I listen to you with my cup of coffee every day or when I'm trying to navigate traffic on the way home. You know, you bring me back to what God has to say so I can uh, be sem- semi-sane when people cut me off in traffic, whatever it might be. You know, they're human too. We all need encouragement uh, and uh, need that reminder. Like, actually, a lot of reminders. If, if, if probably there's one thing about life, you probably need a lot of reminders. No matter how many times you've done something, no matter how many lunches you've made or how many times you've gotten in the car and gone to work, no matter how many pitches you've thrown to your kids in baseball practice or whatever it might be, uh, you can still feel after a while like no one's paying attention, no one's appreciating it or this or that. Uh, or you get you can get just kind of you know, dragged down with the amount of work you have to do or the routine of it all. But the truth is, you know, it, 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 those things matter. Being faithful and diligent and showing up matters. And um, and so to the extent that you can take a moment and say a kind word to somebody, whoever it is, and I'm mentioning this in the context of the ministries we have, it really, you would be surprised um, how far that goes. I can tell you this, whenever we get an email or a voicemail from somebody who says something about one of the ministries, we're sure to pass that on to the ministry. And they're like, that is so encouraging to us. And it gives them another shot of fuel to keep going. You know, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, encouragement free, encouragement's free. Everyone can afford it. So uh, take that to heart and, and be encouraged to encourage. We'll go to a quick break. And um, I just also want to mention Pastor Paul, who just played the clip there from, we're actually looking forward to having him on sometime between now and that pastor's appreciation breakfast, which is... Again, uh, Thursday, the 23rd of April. 
coming up next month. Registration for that is on our homepage. So uh, keep an ear out for a fresh, updated conversation interview with Pastor Paul. Uh, one last thought for you on the, in our segment here. You're welcome to suggest people you'd like to have on the program. And here, it's a kind of an evergreen survey question at WFIL.com on our contest and surveys page. So you can drop off your thoughts there. We've had a lot of wonderful ideas. Some of the folks who have been suggested we've had. Others I'd love to have. Don't know if we can get them. Very high profile folks like the president or Kanye West or something. But you never know. And uh, But it doesn't have to be somebody of that stature. It could be a local person that you just have a lot of respect for and think their story is pretty cool. So, all right. So that's that. Quick break. Come back with more. It's the Tim DeMar Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the app. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Coming up on 432 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for listening in today. Gorgeous day. God's made. Cracking the 60-degree mark. Uh, low down to 48 tonight with some rain expected. Then cloudy and rainy tomorrow, but still pretty warm. High again, pushing 60. Flyers won 5-3 yesterday. Five different Flyers scoring. Travis Konechny is 23rd. Sean Couturier is 21st, among others. They're off till Wednesday when they play at Washington at 7. Sixers lost to the Clippers. Close one, 136-130. Shake Milton, 39 points, stepping up. He's had kind of a very in-the-background role, but uh, did a nice job yesterday. Tobias Harris, 25 points. They're at the Lakers tomorrow night. Phillies lost 3-2 to Baltimore yesterday. They're at Atlanta this evening. Most of their games have been daytime, and this is a 6.05, I think it is, for the Phillies-Braves spring training game. First uh, first game of the season, not far off. Also, kind of in, in uh, taking a look ahead while I'm on the topic, I was mentioning Pastor Paul Shepard, who's going to be at the Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast April 23rd. He'll be joining us sometime between now and then. Uh, but also coming up soon, Mike Noraki. He's been a guest of ours before, co-creator of Veggie Tales. Uh, otherwise known as Larry the Cucumber, or very good friends with Larry the Cucumber, let me put it that way. And um, he also has uh, many other things he's done, but one of the things he's been doing in recent years, last couple of years, is the Dead Sea Squirrels Kids Series. It's geared toward kids 8 to 12, and he's been releasing these books in pairs because they're pretty quick read. And so, you know, if you did it only one at a time, you'd be like, I'm done, and what, what do I do next? So... Uh, they've had six of these books already. I believe in seven and eight are coming out tomorrow. One's called Whirly Squirrelies. The other one's called Tremendous Trouble. So uh, I sent a message to Mike last week. He says, I'm glad to come on the show. We hope to get some copies to give away because we like giving prizes out. It's fun to do that. So keep an eye out for Mike Naraki with the uh, the Dead Sea Squirrel series and formerly of Veggie Tales. In fact, not really formerly. I think they're actually working on some more. What he said last time he was on with us. So we'll ask him about that too. Also coming up, mentioning baseball and everything, uh, my friend Brian Startari, who folks may know, he's been in the Philadelphia market for a lot of years, uh, including in sports talk radio for quite some time. He wrote a book or co-wrote a book called This Day in Philadelphia Sports. And basically, it simply goes through every single day uh, from January 1st to December 31st and lists what you would probably consider the best day in any Philadelphia sports uh, team's history, like just picking one. So the day the Eagles won the Super Bowl, or the Flyers won the Stanley Cup, or the Sixers won the NBA championship. You get the idea of Phillies win the World Series, perhaps when Villanova won their championships or things like that. But you, So um, anyhow, I was talking with him last week as well, 
And I'm like, this is fun. And, you know, we have some Rita's gift cards courtesy of Brian and Chevrolet. I, I smell a spring promotion coming up. So he said, absolutely. So we have plans for Brian to come in studio and hang out with us, give copies of his book this day in Philadelphia Sports Away. And I'm thinking we'll throw some uh, Rita's gift cards at you as part of that little spring package, maybe tied in near opening day. So uh, I'll have a, have more details on that as we get that nailed down. Lots, lots going on, a lot of moving parts. Something else I need to let you know about um, is the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise you've heard us talk about. It's been on the air for quite a while. It's almost sold out is why I wanted to bring it up to you now. Just got the most recent email. I think, I think there are about two dozen slots left. Keep in mind, this is a, a this is a, knocking things over a nationwide um, event. WFIL is part of a, a, a wonderful group. It's called Salem Media Group, and they have a lot of stations across the country, including Christian teaching and talk stations like this one. In fact, we had Chris Gould, who's the the uh, president of the, the programming across the country, in studio with us. I think it was last week, talking about some of that. So anyhow, one of the endeavors that Salem has is these cruises. Uh, they do once in a while, and it's a, big un- it's a big undertaking, but it's very worthwhile. One of the benefits, just simply for those who have gone on cruises, I never have, but I've had people tell me they've gone on them. And they're like, this is really um, not just a fun time, but you meet a lot of people. And to be on a big boat with uh, all the food and all the, um, you know, just the beautiful decor and uh, and all the stops along the way, of course, because I mean Alaska, it's beautiful, amazing place. That um, just a, ch- a chance for you to be refreshed, relax, and um, and grow to see God like a bigger picture, right? Because you're talking to believers from other parts of the country, and you're going to Alaska, which is its own world in a lot of ways. The glaciers, the mountains, and everything, the wildlife. They're taking stops, you know, to, to see all those things. The whales. So that's coming up. At the end of this summer, which will be here before you know, we're into March already, and, uh, and we're almost completely sold out. And because Philadelphia is not the only region that's doing this, I just want to bring it to your attention in, in a little more depth so you're aware of it and can at least perhaps plan. It's actually a lot more affordable than I would have thought. I'll just let you look on the website, WFL.com, and get a little insight into what that's all about. You can download a brochure to a whole deal. Uh, about what the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise is. One of the folks who will be on that in terms of refreshment, not just the the food and everything, the buffets they do, midnight buffet or whatever, but um, Alistair Begg with Truth For Life, who you can catch coming up here at 5 o'clock and, and every weekday is on, is going to be leading that, you know, the, the, the devotional times on that Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise. And he's been on the program a couple of times. This is a, a little snippet of a conversation we've had with him Last April, this is Alistair Begg, again, who'll be on that Deeper Faith Alaska cruise later this summer. I had the privilege, in many ways, of a, of a background a little bit like Timothy, insofar as uh, I had a godly grandmother and a, and a godly mother who, who both prayed for me, and, uh, and as I anticipate one day um, getting the, the real backstory to uh, God's dealings in my life, I presume that I'm going to discover that a great deal of that was tied to the unseen and yet faithful prayers of not only them, but, but of others who knew of me and loved me. And probably the prayers, too, of uh, those who taught me at Sunday school as a boy in Glasgow. You know, my, just dealing, you know, on, a, on an average evening, if I've got two or three of my grandchildren staying over with me, 
just you know trying to get them to calm down and go to their beds and and read a story is i mean it's a major exercise <laughs> and so yeah. and so the thought of and it's not because they're peculiarly disruptive or anything or 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 un you know disobedient it's just it's just an effort for me at least which is one of the reasons you're supposed to have children when you're young not when you're in your middle 60s but <laughs> But but when I think about when I think about the privilege and task of the average Sunday school teacher, with a group of boys, particularly rambunctious boys, you know, between the ages of let's say five and ten, surely those teachers must be praying, They're praying for patience, praying for God to do what only God can do, and that is to open their eyes to understand what it is that's being said, and then to actually entrust themselves to the Savior of whom they've been speaking. And that really is the story of my um, initial encounter with Jesus, which uh, starts in the faithfulness of uh, prayer and the faithfulness of those who taught me, and then the faithfulness of my father, who was able to interpret for me some of the uh, questions of my young mind. And uh, really, at, uh, on a Sunday afternoon, as a, as a young boy at elementary school, I I acknowledge that uh, I, I knew what it was to be jealous and, and hurtful and spiteful, and even in relationship to my sister, and that I could see that uh, I needed God to make me the kind of boy he wanted me to be, and, and uh, that, that, that's, uh, that's the beginning right there. The, the rest of the journey continues to today. It's Pastor Alistair Begg. Last April, the 10th of April, 2019, we'll go to a quick break, and then I want to read a letter for you that just came in the mail today. Um, and the, the, just again to reiterate, Pastor Bag is going to be on the Deeper Faith Alaska cruise later this summer. Lord willing, that's the plan. And I always say that Deo Valente, as my father-in-law DV says, God willing, you never know. You want to never want to assume, but that's the plan. And uh, you can get more info again on the Deeper Faith Alaska cruise, which is scheduled for the I think it's the last day of August. Excuse me, last day of August, first week of September, tail end of summer deal. Uh, again at wfil.com. Back with more in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for listening in today. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 444, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for listening in. A uh, quick reminder, of course, you can grab podcasts of all our programs right on our homepage at WFIL.com. A lot of different interviews over the last year and a half or two. And uh, we'll try and play some clips for you every now and again to give you a flavor of that. But you're welcome to just dive right in and help yourself to any or all that you like. Had a letter come in the mail today. We've actually been getting some mail lately, which is kind of fun. I don't know. I'm getting, I'm, I'm fond of the written word. Um, email even more so than text. I, I don't mind text, but I, I think that the, uh, it's just nice to be able to have a little more I don't know, actually, a human voice. I, I, I'm getting. I'm having this conversation more and more with people. I will say that for another time. But just the ability to to talk to somebody and hear their voice rather than, um, you know, just on your phone and your the glow of the screen is on your forehead. Uh, but the letter is nice. And obviously, uh, they don't come as often as you know. It's easier to email, whatever. But anyhow, let me just j- jump into this. Um, it says it's. Uh, says, this station and I go back many years. Growing up in Pensacola, New Jersey during the 70s, I listened to Don Cannon, Tom Dooley, and other DJs whose names I have long forgotten. I was one of a uh, few in my school who didn't listen to Howard Stern 
and uh, metal and enjoy the likes of Barry Manilow and Poco and Neil Diamond, the Eagles, Little River Band, and many more. Then one day, without warning, the unthinkable happened. I turned my radio on and was greeted with country and Western music. That's because WFIL actually flipped formats at one point. Well, I heard enough of that from my dad, who played the pedal steel guitar in the band, and it was not unusual for them to practice in our home. So I remembered FIL had a competitor back then in Wizard 100, WZZD, and I turned my dial there. And, well, didn't I hear, uh, I didn't hear Sailing by Christopher Cross, but Sail On by the Imperials. I heard One Last Stone from David and the Giants. I don't believe in luck, I believe in Jesus. Come Let Us Reason by Roby Duke, Amy Grant, Petra, and the second chapter of Acts. Thanks to Tom Dooley's Sunday Morning Show, sponsored by the Mustard Seed Bookstore. I was familiar with them, but it was like, wow, I like this. Understand, I was saved when I was nine in 1973, went to the UMC every Sunday, sung in the junior choir, eventually the senior uh, choir as I grew in my faith. I saturated myself in teaching in the uh, mornings when most programs back in the day were 15 minutes long. He runs off some of the names of those programs. Uh, In the afternoons, I'd deliver the Courier Post. I'd hear Raul Reese, Greg Laurie, Jack Hayford. But it was the music that I really grew to love since each song was like a mini sermon. My parentheses here is back then, the station format on uh, Wizard 100 slash WZZD was partially music and partially programs. Uh, During that time period, I was in the Boy Scouts and I arranged for guys from the station to come play against our troop in a basketball game. So not only was I enjoying the music on ZZD, but the DJs on the air. I recall going to the Burlington Center Mall and meeting one of your DJs. Thank you to WZZD and Come Alive Ministries. I went to my first concert at Camden County College to see the second chapter of Acts, along with some of my fellow uh, scouts. In the spring of 1983, I started working with thoroughbred horses at Garden State Park and traveled with them, first to Monmouth Park, uh, where I found 970 WWDJ, your sister station in New York. My job took me to Arkansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Kentucky until 2005 when I grew tired of the nomadic lifestyle that involved moving three times a year, working seven days a week from before sunrise and sometimes till well after sundown. Anyway, during my time in Nebraska, I listened uh, to a conservative talk show host on a Christian radio station, and also I heard Rush Limbaugh in 1989. And after 22 years, I decided, you know what? I've had enough moving. I'm going to move back to Philadelphia. My mother was getting along in age. It did not uh, take me long until I was able to find uh, conservative talk radio in Philadelphia. When I went back to WZZD, I didn't find it. Instead, I was greeted. Uh, sorry, he was coming back to Philly to listen to Christian music. And when he got back to Philly at that point in 2005, I was greeted with Michael Medved, who was on the air at the time. I didn't even consider listening to WFIL because I figured that was still country music. So anyway, there's a little bit more to this letter, but part of his story has to do with the fact that people move around, their lives change, they come in and out of radio. They listen it for a season and they go somewhere else. They check back in and they get surprised. Sometimes stuff has changed on them. And so it's on us. He was actually encouraging him in his notes to keep letting us know what's going on because, you know, changes can happen. We want to know what's happening. One of the changes he said is at one point, Tim, you said that you might have an oldies uh, music thing 
uh, Moldy Oldies Monday, the last Monday of the month. And like, I haven't heard about it. And you know what? He's right. It's been on my list of things to get back to, but it hasn't happened. So I want to just mention, among other things, that we'd like to get that rolling officially later this month. And one way we would like to get your opinion uh, is through a survey, which will get constructed and put on our site where you can chime, chime in between now and the end of the month with songs that you'd like to hear on that feature, which should be a once a month thing, which would also be really fun because I have a lot of interviews with folks from back in the day. I've been doing this radio thing for a lot of years. So whether it's Petra or whether it's Amy Grant or some of those other ones that um, Andrew here who wrote said, uh, we've got some fun audio to go way back in the archives with, if you will. So uh, he goes on, though, to say, uh, so I want to let you know about that. But he also says um, at one point in his life, um, I'm just trying to find the part of the letter. He mentions Dr. Jeffress, loving the Jay Sekulow program we have earlier in the day, and Town Hall Review, which we air on the weekends. Um, you know, the right, I, I, can't quite, I can't quite find the spot in the letter, but he actually mentioned, um, oh wait, here it is, here it is. Uh, and this is important. Jump to 2015. And he says, in June, I was rudely uh, aw- awakened by the FBI. Um, do you remember the song by Benny Hester called Secret Sin? Benny Hester's, I can, you know, been around Christian music for a lot of years. I was trapped by and in something that even as a blood-bought, Bible-believing, church-going child of the king, wanted to be a man of God's own heart, I was trapped in something. Nobody knew or had any idea what I was doing. This thing I struggled with for many years and was on the verge of taking down uh, part of this old man that didn't, didn't want to let go. And about a month after this wake up on July 10th, I found myself in custody and detained at FDC Philadelphia. If I had yielded to the spirit of God, I would not be here. Since I've been in this place, my faith has grown and I'd like to think I'm closer to God. I've had a lot of time to listen to various programs on both 560 and 990. So I just want to mention that for a couple of reasons. One is we say this often again, radio goes lots of places. Everyone has a story. You don't know who's listening no matter where they are. And so you, and because, and that's why we say John three sixteen. you matter. If you matter, if you're in prison, you matter, if you're driving around, you matter, if you're lonely, or if you go to church and everybody knows what you believe, or you matter, if you're an atheist or an agnostic, or you, you hate God and you, but you're listening for some reason, or you're struggling with an addiction. doesn't matter. The God of the universe died for you. That's what John three sixteen says. Every single person, whether you know it or not. And um, this gentleman's letter, Andrew in Philadelphia covers a lot of ground. And he's and so you know if you if you're just tuning in you can listen to the podcast and hear some of what he wrote, but the, I just want to encourage you that you matter. God knows your name, and uh, and he understands even when nobody else does. He understands everything. That there's one person, it's God who knows everything that you're going through, and uh, you're understood by Him. So be encouraged. Uh, Proverbs fourteen ten says each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can share its joy. Proverbs 14.10, there's a certain level in which all of us are living where you could be known by your spouse, or your best friend, or your coworkers, but there's still a level to which nobody really understands what you're thinking because you're the one thinking it. You're the one going through it. Uh, but take courage and, or take heart in knowing that God has been with you every step of the way, and no, even if you have ignored him or not paying any attention to him, he knows everything about you. And you can take that in a freaked out way, like, oh, that scares me, or you can take comfort in it 
because there is one person who knows everything. Even if you don't say a single word, he knows everything you felt, the times you've been misjudged, the time you've been left alone, the fears you have, everything. He knows every single square inch of your life and who you are. And if you take heart in that and reach out to him, he says he will draw near to you. Draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. So be encouraged by that. And your brother, thanks for your letter. Thanks for the nudge, the, the kind nudge to say, hey, what about that Moldy Oldies Monday you promised? We'll get on that. And uh, we'll be back in just a second. We'll take a quick break and wrap up the program today in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for listening in this afternoon. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email Timmy. D at WFIL.com. It's 457, the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in today. Just a quick PS to the letter from Andrew that I just read. Andrew, if you're listening, and even if you're not, I'll make sure to get in, unless I forget, which I hope I don't. God Pleaser from Petra, which is a classic back in the Greg X. Vols days. Petra has been around one of the one of the hallmark bands in Christian music over the years. There, there used to be a time, and you know you've quote unquote made it a bit when people refer to you as kind of a genre, like in, when Christian alternative music started to take off in the 90s, people would say they're kind of a Jars of Clay-ish band because Jars of Clay was one of the first in that era to ma- really make a name and define the sound a bit. Uh, Petra is one of the benchmark. People say, yeah, listen to Amy Grant, Mike Abbott Smith, Petra. They're always in the kind of the big three or four. Uh, in any case, um, uh, we'll make sure to get that in. They had a couple of lead singers in their lifetime and the God Pleaser song came out with the first one, Greg X. Vols. In fact, I have interview uh, clip clipage or footage I can air during that time. So I'll try to make that happen during our Moldy Oldies Monday show at the end of this month, the last Monday of the month. Tracy in Mount Laurel, Adam in East Earl, Bradley in Myerstown, Shelley in Downingtown, Sandy in Fountainville, Helene in Narberth, Barbara in Riverside, David in Springfield, Patricia in Woodbury, and Edith in Williamstown, New Jersey, as well as Marie in Waterdown, South Dakota, among our winners and our partnership with Truth For Life in their 25th anniversary contest that concluded over the weekend. Congratulations to all. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.